Welcome to Don't Trust the Mirror, My Secret Life with an Eating Disorder, with psychoanalyst Maureen Kritzer-Lang, the queen of self-esteem. Maureen shares her personal journey of her struggles with an eating disorder and how that changed her life. Listen as Maureen shares her pain, her stories, and her triumphs. Today, as a psychoanalyst, her mission is to help as many women as possible overcome their challenges. Now, my secret life with an eating disorder. Hi, this is Maureen Kritzer-Lang, the queen of self-esteem. Welcome to my podcast, My Secret Life with an Eating Disorder. Did you ever just need to find a safe place? A place to think about a tough decision? Sort out difficult feelings? A place that is quiet, that gives you comfort? where you can let down your guard and just be with yourself. I desperately needed to find that place. I was faced with a major decision at a time when my eating disorder was taking over and making it hard for me to think clearly. At the end of my last podcast, Nowhere to Go, I shared my story about my parents taking me to the hospital. As crazy as it felt at the time, I was really hoping the hospital was gonna be the safe place I needed for me to make my important decision. I needed to decide whether I was going back to Dallas to my apartment and job or leave it all behind and move back to Ohio. So there I was, standing in front of the hospital, both scared and relieved. Scared, so scared, because I didn't know what to expect. And as weird as it is, relieved, because I was hopefully going to find some peace and a place to get my thoughts together. I honestly couldn't believe I was going to a psych ward. Was I crazy? What does this mean? Am I crazy? How in the world am I going to tell anyone about this? They started going through my stuff, taking the shoelaces out of my sneakers. They opened my toiletry bag, taking out my razor and razor blades. What did they think I was going to do? Kill myself? I felt violated like I was some kind of criminal. I never felt more alone. I wanted to cry. I couldn't breathe. What was I getting myself into? I turned around, and my parents were standing there with their arms out ready to hug me goodbye. I saw my mom. She was starting to cry. I was trying so hard to be brave as I hugged my parents goodbye, and I told myself, I made this decision. I made this decision to help myself. I walked down that long, dreary hallway 
to my room. I sat on my bed, shaking, praying to God this was the right decision. I'm sick to my stomach, and I can't believe this is where I'm sitting, in the psych ward of a hospital in Cincinnati, Ohio. How far had I fallen? Later that night, I decided this was a terrible decision and walked to the payphone in the hallway. I make a collect call to my parents, holding the tears back. I promised myself I wasn't going to cry. When I heard my mom's voice, I started to sob so hard. I couldn't breathe. Oh, and I gasped to catch my breath. I told her, I can't stay here. It's a mistake. Please, please come back and take me home, please. I'm not crazy and I don't need to be in a place like this. The next morning, I opened my eyes and for a second, I can't remember where I am. I must be waking up from a terrible nightmare. I barely get myself up and dressed. I walk down the long cinder block lined hallway and I can't believe what I see. A young man staring straight ahead in a straight jacket, looking like a zombie. An elderly woman staring at the TV with a really blank look in her eyes. The main room has a brown, dingy couch and a few chairs with the stuffing coming out and a morning game shows on TV. It has that icky hospital smell, kind of like, I don't know, antiseptic and medicine all in one. No one, no one looked like me. I walked around the floor and found a room, a room with a stationary bike. It was like an old-fashioned Peloton. What a perfect place for me to spend my days perfecting the art of my eating disorder. I am excited knowing I can exercise and lose more weight. My eating disorder will remain my secret. I have no recollection of getting any therapy or eating a meal in the hospital. No idea when, where, or who I ate with. I am secretly thrilled to find a vending machine in the basement with some of my favorite candies. Peanut M&Ms, Hershey's chocolate, Reese's cups, and my favorite salty snack, pretzels. Luckily, I have some quarters in my pocket. I put them in the machine, pull the levers, and watch the candy fall down into the slot at the bottom of the machine. My heart is beating so fast, and I feel the thrill of tasting the sweetness and saltiness of these treats. I feel ashamed, thinking that I want so much more, and know that I'm going to hate myself afterwards for doing this. 
I swear, I promise myself I won't do this again and definitely won't tell anyone my secret. I stuff the candy down my throat and head off to find the closest bathroom. Let me read you from my journal from the first day I was in the hospital. Maybe I will learn to feel more comfortable with the written word if I just make my first attempt in touching the pen to the paper. The thought of using this notebook as a friend is a comfort, yet I guess like friendship, it is something that takes time and energy. The idea of trusting myself enough to put my ideas down on paper is so painful. As gaining trust takes work and can be a risk, maybe it can also help me to trust myself and my feelings, which can give me the confidence to take care of myself, to try to take care of myself in the hospital and when I leave. I am realizing more and more how much I've never let myself feel. I guess after many years of just feeling hurt, separation, guilt, and sadness, I learned and perfected the art of stuffing my feelings away and ignoring them. Maybe once I realize how I feel about things, I'll be able to share them and express myself in a more constructive manner. I just wish I could sort them out a little bit better. I feel like when I leave here that I will be so fearful that my first reaction will be to step back and I will erase all the feelings I'm trying so hard to feel and to face. Today, I'm feeling a little restless, unsettled and uncomfortable. I feel like I'm carrying around a big knot that I can't seem to find the thread that will unravel it. It sits in my stomach. All these feelings together collide and seem to explode in one big conflict leading to my confusion and lack of direction. Many days I sense such a lack of control. It is like being in a room that keeps keeps spinning around me while I sit in the middle. I need to find that path that will lead me through this horrible mess to at least find a direction and a way to deal with all these conflicts and confusion. Now, let's fast forward to my therapist chair. As I reflect back on this younger self, it's still so hard to believe it was 40 years ago. 40 years ago that I found my safe place in the hospital. In the hospital on the psych ward where I stayed for six weeks. There were no resources available when I went into the hospital. There were no eating disorder programs. I didn't even know what what exactly this eating disorder was. There was no one like me to talk to. My question for you is, how do you find your safe place? It is so important to find it. You might think it's one thing and it might change. You might kind of have a different idea. You might think like this is going to be my safe place and sit in it and realize "Mm, it doesn't work. Give yourself time 
to find it, to find a place you're comfortable. You can find some peace and calm. If you can't physically get there, I want you to imagine it. What does it look like? How does it feel to be in that safe place? Take a breath. Sit for a second. Let yourself take that moment and think about what is it I want in my safe place. Throughout my journey, one of the themes that keeps coming up as I look back is hope. Hope of a brighter tomorrow, my dreams of the future, despite being so incredibly scared, hopeless, depressed, feeling like there's no end in sight and no light, feeling like on many days it's so hard to get out of bed and face a day of grayness, darkness, and depression. Underneath all that, I've mentioned before this blue sky. See if you can find that blue sky underneath the darkness. See if you can find the hope and the belief that there's going to be a time that you're going to get past the darkness, feel better about yourself, find a purpose in your life. See a time when you can put this behind you, learn from it, and move ahead to a better tomorrow. Be sure to listen to my next podcast and listen as to how I make my ultimate decision about what I want to do with my life and how I'm going to try to turn that corner. Until then, remember, trust yourself. Don't trust the mirror and wear your crown so you can be the queen of your own self-esteem. Thank you for listening to Don't Trust the Mirror, My Secret Life with an Eating Disorder with psychoanalyst Maureen Kritzer-Lang the queen of self-esteem. We hope you enjoyed it. Please visit DontTrustTheMirror.com where you'll find all our social networking links and can post your stories, comments, and questions. Until next time, remember, trust yourself. Don't trust the mirror.